On this episode of This Is Game Boy Light, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your bubble down. Hello everybody and welcome back to another brand new This Is Game Boy Light episode with just me, Mule. Like always, these light episodes are like our solo episodes uh, where either me or E-Bloody Candy will talk about a certain topic or certain very small game um, instead of our longer episodes that we have been doing recently. Um, and with long, most of them are, are starting to get around three hours. We're... we're Diving really deep into some games. Uh, but yeah, Lex needs a break as well, of course, uh, <laughs> from editing. Uh, yeah, those recordings, they, they are really long. So um, I decided to pick up something very short here. Um, a game everybody knows, a game that's only like 10 minutes long if you know what you're doing. So um, yeah, I will be diving into Bubble Ghost right after uh, this little introductionary part. Um, usually I tend to go over what I have been what I have been up to, but uh, I'm actually recording this the day after me and Hero recorded the Battletoads episode. So I basically summed up everything there that I have been doing, what I've been playing. So <laughs> between those two recordings, all I've done is played some more Final Fantasy VIII Remaster. I'm talking about that one, of course, in the in the upcoming episode for you people. Uh, and some more Binding of Isaac Repentance. And again, more details about that in the episode that comes out after this. Yeah, Sometimes it's, uh, it's a little weird with the recordings uh, being out of order from the release order, but don't worry about it. But yeah, that's basically all I have... Uh, Played so it's like two hours of, of total gameplay. Um, so yeah, let's just dive straight into Bubble Ghost right after this very nice song. Welcome back everybody, hope you enjoyed the main theme from Bubble Ghost, which is basically the only song you'll probably be hearing while playing this game because it only has one song. Um, anyways, let's dive into a little bit of history uh, surrounding Bubble Ghost. Bubble Ghost actually was an action video game originally created by Christophe Andriani, uh, who is a French developer and I also think musician as far as I can find out on the interwebs. Uh, it was actually really hard to find information about uh, this person, but apparently he made three games for the Atari ST, one called Karate, one called Turbo ST, and then he uh, created a Bubble Ghost. And these games were published by ERE Informatique, 
Uh, not sure what ERE stands for, uh, but they were. This one was released in 1987, so that's the original version of a Bubble Ghost. Um, besides the Atari ST, it also uh, got quote-unquote ported on other more computer-based consoles or actual uh, computers. So there was a version available for the Amiga, the uh, the Amstrad CPC, the Commodore 64, just MS-DOS, uh, and the Apple IIGS. So you could play it on, uh, on a platitude of systems. Um, when I'll be talking about the Game Boy game, I will definitely be referencing this one uh, to make the comparison between the two, uh, but I'll dive more into that a little bit later. Um, but if you're ever interested in playing this game, um, you can actually buy it on Steam nowadays as well. Um, it's a $5 game. Um, I would say wait for it to be on sale. Um, I don't think it's really worth paying five bucks for, for that original version. Uh, but it is available there, so you can always go check it out, or there are other ways to play it, uh, which I'm not gonna dive into. Anyways, uh, jumping ahead a few years, three years, uh, we come to the Bubble Ghost Game Boy game, um, which was released in the US at uh, November 1990, in Japan December 21st of 1990, and in Europe in 1990, basically. Um, it was developed by a company called Opera House. Um, Opera House uh, is a development company established on July 28, 1989, uh, and it's a Japanese company. Uh, they were originally set in Tokyo, but then they moved to Nakameguro, uh, also in Tokyo, uh, actually. First they were in Shinjuku and then they, they moved. Um, it was actually made by two people, Satora Miki and Hirojuki Fujiwara. Um, and um, yeah, they began programming together in 1985. Um, not much more is, uh, is known about it, at least not that I can find. Um, I have a list of games they made and there's quite a few of them, but I don't know many of them besides, of course, Bubble Ghost. Um, we also have Side Pocket, that's the, the pool game, and apparently Shin Megami Tensei. Well, that's, uh, that's nice to know that they actually worked on that as well. But th those are the, the most well-known out of the list that they made. All the other ones are I've never heard of, really. So maybe they're just Japanese exclusive games. Um, the publisher for this game for at least Europe and the US was FCI. Uh, FCI stands for Fuji Sankei Communications International. And it's basically the American uh, site of Fuji Sankai Communications Group, which is a Japanese media conglomerate of television and radio channels, magazines, newspaper, records, and even video games. So they, they do uh, quite a lot. Um, they did release quite a few games that uh, are definitely well known, like Boxel and Boxel 2, of course, Bubble Ghost, uh, Hydelite, Lunar Pool. I like Lunar Pool. That's a, that's a pretty cool game. Uh, Out of Gas on Game Boy. I don't think we've done an episode on that right uh yeah i don't think so but out of gas is a really cool game panel action bingo uh we got tasmania story that's not that's not tas from the looney tunes uh don't get those confused um some ultima games some wrestling games uh 
things like that. So, so they did release quite a lot of games on different systems. Um, for the Japanese release of this game, it was actually uh, produced by Pony Canyon. Um, and uh, it's also known as Ponycan. That's the, the shorthand for that company. And of course, also a Japanese company. Uh, came around in 1966, actually. So it's a very old company. And they uh, they publish music, DVD, VHS, videos, movies, video games. So again, it's like a company that does a lot of things. Uh, so it's not just something that... Uh, not, not just a company that makes video games. Um, so I mentioned the main theme of the game, and that's the only uh, song you'll probably be hearing. There, there's only three songs in this game. It's like the title screen, the actual main theme, and the ending theme. Uh, but uh, this was actually composed by Hitoshi Sakimoto, and... Um, Maybe the name doesn't ring a bell immediately, but he's actually a very, very famous video game composer from Japan. And uh, you will probably know his work from uh, a few titles you definitely will have played. Final Fantasy Tactics, Vagrant Story, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, Final Fantasy XII, uh, the other Final Fantasy Tactics games, and Crystal Defender. So yeah, he's definitely been working on a lot, a lot of Final Fantasy titles. So uh, you've probably heard his music for sure. But it's very interesting that uh, composer for Final Fantasy music actually... Uh, not started, uh, he has probably done a lot of work beforehand, but actually made the music for uh, this tiny bubble ghost game, so that's really cool. Anyways, jumping into the plot of Bubble Ghost, here we go, it's, it's a long tale, long tale. A ghost lives in an old castle full of spacious but potentially dangerous halls. The ghost enjoys playing with bubbles, which are light and easily broken. If the bubble is even lightly touched, it bursts. Now, can this ghost stay clear of the many traps to safely get out of the castle with his bubble? And there you have it, that's the plot. Nothing more to it, very simple. You're a ghost in a castle, you like bubbles, you want to get your bubble outside of the castle. I don't know why he doesn't just blow it out of the window, but hey. There you go. Maybe it's a castle without any windows at all. Who knows? Uh, so yeah, that's a very simple... It's, it's a very simple game, really. Uh, conceptually, it's very simple, because that's all you do in this game. You are a ghost, there is a bubble, and you blow it through all the stages you come across. Um, it's called an action game. It could be kind of a puzzle game, maybe, but not really. Um, I think action says it pretty well, um, but not action as in like jumping and, and fighting and things like that. But it's a very simple concept and it works really well. Um, the game itself, actually the castle, uh, consists of 35 small rooms or halls as they are called, uh, which you need to navigate the bubble through without touching any of the objects in the room or the wall ceilings or floors, because otherwise your bubble will burst. Um, the way you do this is by uh, pressing the A button, which actually makes the bubble ghost blow some air out of his mouth. Um, Apparently you can run out of air. I know it has an animation for it. Like if you keep pressing A, his cheeks will quote-unquote turn red. Um, but I don't think it has any significance at all in the game because you can keep blowing it. Maybe the strength of it is a little bit uh, weaker, but not as far as I've 
that I could tell at least. And um, every time you move your position, your bread meter gets reset anyway. So you will not be seeing that a lot throughout this game. Um, the way Bubble Ghost actually the bubble ghost, not, not the actual bubble, so the ghost actually works, is kind of weird. You just control him by uh, moving the d-pad around, which is simple enough, uh, but the way you position yourself uh, to blow the bubble is kind of automatic. Um, the bubble ghost actually adjusts its posi position related to the bubble automatically. So that means that if you're standing to the right of it and the bubble goes a little bit upwards from you you would actually turn into a diagonal angle and blowing the bubble to the top left that way if that makes any sense um this mechanic especially for people just starting out with this game might feel a little bit clunky um but it gets way easier to predict the movement of your bubble ghost after a few attempts, really. Um, it can still get you into some trouble when you're trying to go really fast. Um, and that's that's basically the whole thing of this game. You have to go really fast through everything. You can take it slow. There, There's no, uh, no downside to it, really. But uh, yeah, the game does really want you to go fast through everything. So... It has a little bit of a learning curve, but but not that much. One thing I can say though is um, because this like very precise movement is needed for this game, um, you should not play this game with a controller that has a poor D-pad or even like an analog stick or something like that if you're uh, playing it on like maybe the GameCube or something using the analog stick for that. Um, I would definitely recommend using any controller that has a very, very good D-pad because you have to be really, really precise with your inputs. Um, and that could get frustrated if you, if you don't really... Uh, if you can't really handle the way the bubble ghost moves around the bubble uh, to make it move the way you want it to. But everything takes a little bit of practice, so does this, but it's really simple. It's just uh, pre precision that you need to develop and you will get a feel for it soon enough. Um, so throughout all these halls, you can encounter enemies and objects on the screen. Um, and some of them can actually be manipulated by, you guessed it, blowing on them, because that's the only move uh, Bubble Ghost has. Um, so these things range from being cute animals to objects like television sets, on and off switches, trumpets, things like that. Um, when it comes to those cute animals, um, they weren't originally in the, well, they weren't in the original version. Um, in the original version, all these animals are very weird faces. Uh, probably the face of Christophe Andriani himself and maybe people he knew. Uh, but they, they are like very uh, esoteric, weird faces that you come across in that game. Um, I'll compare the graphics real quick between the versions. If you ever play the original version, 
it is haunting. It looks very weird. Uh, it, it shows more what things are supposed to be for sure. Uh, but if you compare it to the original version is, uh, is very quote unquote scary looking. Uh, while this Game Boy version is very cute, uh, very joyful. And um, probably a main reason why they changed it so much. It's not only because it was easier to make these animals into tiny sprites to uh, be recognizable on a Game Boy screen. But it's also probably because um, Nintendo definitely in those days didn't want too violent, uh, too weird of content put into their games. Uh, so it makes a lot of sense that they would like make it a little bit more cutesy. Um, the biggest example is just the difference between Bubble Ghost himself, between the original version and uh, this version. Uh, here is a really, really cute little ghost, uh, while in the original version, he's like... Ugh, yeah, I don't know, like, it, it's hard to describe. Just look up a picture and you'll immediately see what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, there, there, are a few, yeah, there are definitely a few other graphical changes. Um, even though the game is exactly the same, uh, it's... It consists both of these 35 rooms with the exact same layout and everything. They just changed some sprites here and there. Uh, well, they changed all the sprites to make it more cutesy. But uh, basically, the entirety of the game is uh, technically completely the same. Uh, but in one of those rooms, I've played uh, this version, the old version, before recording this podcast and one of the things like there is a noose hanging in in the background and things like that they changed those things up because yeah nintendo definitely did not want those things in their games at all uh but yeah definitely check it out if, if you want to see the comparison but um if you played one version you've basically seen all the stages because they both have the same stages. Um, so yeah, this uh, game, like I said, consists of 35 rooms you have to navigate through. You start at the bottom right of the castle. You move your way left, you go up one floor, and then you go all the way right, up again, left again, up again, right again. But uh, there are two shortcuts in this game that can actually skip a majority of the halls you have to go through. Uh, these are not that easy to get through if you don't know the exact timing yet. Um, and if even if you do, you can still easily mess them up, mess those up because yeah, they, they're meant to be hard so you could skip some stages but they're definitely worth it um the first shortcut you'll find is in hall 14 and that one skips all the way to hall 21 so that's basically seven uh halls that you skip and the last one is based in hall 27 and it skips you to hall 33 so very close to the end um if you do want to see all the halls i definitely suggest not taking these shortcuts um if you're starting out this game, probably best not to try and take the shortcuts anyways, maybe. Yeah, uh, just keep it for a subsequent playthrough. Um, but otherwise, it, it's definitely cool to check out all the halls and see what they have to 
offer. Um, one thing to keep in mind with this game is that the hitboxes are not always what they seem. Um, therefore, it might actually be good to experiment a bit uh, to see what you can get away with. Um, so that makes the navigating through certain hazards a little bit more manageable in the end. Like for instance, the bottom part, and I don't mean half of it, it's like the bottom part of the bubble actually does not have a hitbox. So you can use that to, advan to your advantage to cut some corners here and there and when it comes to spikes um, they are only active basically when they are fully on the screen um, there of course are a lot of stationary um, spikes throughout the stages throughout the halls uh, those don't count, but you have a lot of them that move in and outwards. Um, and they can only hurt you basically when their sprite is fully on screen and otherwise not. So that makes uh, navigating through the hazards a little bit easier here and there. Um, when it comes to lives in this game, you start the game off with five lives and an extra life is awarded after clearing a level of the castle. And what I mean with that is once you go up a screen, um, the next screen you will get an extra life. So in the end you can have four extra lives um, if you make it all the way there. Um, this works as well for the shortcuts, by the way. So it doesn't matter if you skip a few rooms, it's just when you go up one level of the castle, you get an extra life. Um, you also have two continues in this game and both of them, of course, give you those five lives again. So basically you have 15 starting lives and you can uh, get four extra ones if you need them. Probably during your first playthrough, you will definitely be losing a lot of them. So uh, keep that in mind but later on it, it won't be that much of a problem at all uh, this is different than the original version in that one you start with five lives and there are no continues uh, i think it's five lives at least uh, i might be wrong but at least there's no continues i think getting extra lives works the same way however so uh the core of this game is basically to reach the end, of course, but also to reach a high score. Um, you get more points for getting through rooms as fast as possible. Um, you actually have a bonus meter at the bottom of the screen that decreases with, uh, with the time you take to get through the stage. Um, you do not lose a life if it runs out, by the way. This is really just for bonus points, so you can take your time if needed. Um, you also get some points by doing events. Uh, events means like blowing out candles, turning off fans, things like that. Or even by finding secret events. Um, these secret events they are uh, worded a little bit weird in the manual. It's basically any action you take that, that does not influence the uh, actual hall. Um, for example, blowing out the candles, you need to do that because otherwise your bubble will burst when it goes over the flame. But for example, there are TV sets hidden throughout the stages quote-unquote hidden, you see them, of course. You can turn them off by blowing at them, and they don't really do anything, but they just give you bonus points. So yeah, that is basically what this game is. There's not much more to say about it. It's a very short game, if you know what you're doing. Um, I think a playthrough for me takes around 10 minutes these days. Um, it might take you a little bit longer, of course, when you're first starting out, but it's very short. All these stages can 
be done in a matter of seconds if you know what you're doing. So it's a very fun game to just pick up and just play for a while. All right, diving into the cover art. Um, there are only two different versions this time around, one for the US and EU and one for Japan. Both are quite similar. Um, so the US-EU uh, cover art features a logo, uh, which is Bubble Ghost written in a bubbly font that goes around in a circle with the Bubble Ghost sprite right in the middle waving at you. Uh, beneath it you see Bubble Ghost blowing an actual bubble and in the background there is the castle which looks a lot smaller uh, than you might think. Um, and it's a nighttime scene, there's a tree in the background and some, some other trees. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. There's nothing much more to it. Uh, but it is a nice drawing, at least. Uh, I really like the style of this one. It's uh, It looks kind of painted, basically. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a pretty nice cover. Um, it's a nice card to have, but it's an expensive card nowadays. Uh, so hopefully you can pick one up for a good price. Um, the Japanese one is basically the same. They changed the colors of the Bubble Ghost logo. Uh, they made Bubble Ghost transparent for some reason, so you can see more of the background. But yeah, it, it just, the same one, but like, yeah, with, with some changes to it. But basically it's the same cover. Uh, the American European one is better, I don't know. I get that he's a ghost and you could see through him. Makes a lot of sense, of course, but uh, it's better that he's just colored in white than, than the transparency they use on the Japanese cover. So some trivia about Bubble Ghost. So ERE Informatic was actually bought by Infogram, Infogrames, um, and apparently they published a new version of Bubble Ghost with updated graphics called Bubble Plus. I've looked high and low for this, I could not find anything. So I'm kinda wondering if Bubble Plus is this version, the Game Boy version, because I can't find anything. If anybody has any information about this one, let me know. Um, it's written bubble with a plus sign, so not the word plus, uh, but I couldn't find anything about it, so. It's very weird for sure. Um, Bubble Ghost Game Boy was actually the very first French game adapted for the Game Boy. So uh, I think Prince of Persia is also made by a French person, right? Or am I remembering that wrong? Uh, yeah, I don't know. But at least this one was the very first French game that got adapted for the Game Boy. And um, the last trivia, I actually made a shirt design based on Bubble Ghost, uh, which is available for purchase. So if you're interested in having a cute uh, pink design for a shirt, um, you can find the link to that t-shirt down below into in the description and you can get one and it supports me. So thank you if you do. It's available in two colors, black and white. So. Uh, Whichever one you like best, you can pick 
out. Uh, but yeah, that's basically all I can tell you guys about Bubble Ghost. Like I said, this is going to be a very short episode. It's a very short game. There's not that much to say about it. Um, but yeah, I'll take a little break while you guys listen to the ending theme of Bubble Ghost. And then I'll talk a little bit about my thoughts and history with the game and move on to some other things. And we are back. Hopefully you enjoyed the ending theme of Bubble Ghost and hopefully you have reached the ending yourself as well. So my uh, thoughts on history with this game. I actually had this game as a kid on one of those multiple game cards and apparently it's on almost all of them. So maybe you have had this game on, on one of those cards as well. Um, yeah, I always loved playing it as a kid because uh, it was very cute and jaunty and things like that, but I'm not sure if I ever beat it as a kid. Like, I can't really remember. Uh, but anyways, when revisiting it later, uh, I beat it easily. Like, it maybe took me like half an hour first time around, but then I knew how the game worked perfectly and I could get through it. And like I said, nowadays it's... Uh, it's mostly a 10-minute game unless something goes wrong. And that is something that I noticed while playing this game many, many times. Either the game goes exceptionally well or it goes exceptionally bad. Like, it feels like if you made one mistake that you just keep on making mistakes over and over and over again. Uh, or And if you don't make a mistake, everything just goes flawlessly. Um... So yeah, I always loved the charm of uh, of the graphics of this game. I never knew that the old one existed uh, until a few years back. And then I was like, ooh, whoa, <laughs> thank God I played the Game Boy version first. Um, so yeah, I like this game. And the music while playing it, uh, in my opinion, is very jaunting and relaxing. Um, I actually love this song. But I can see why a lot of people would not like this song because if you're playing this game badly, you get frustrated easily and then the music might uh, <laughs> might make you even more frustrating because it's the same loop over and over again. But I really think it's a great song. So um, I usually very much enjoy it while playing this game. So yeah, that's... Uh, and that's basically my, my thoughts and history with the game. So, um, small speedrunning section. This game was practically made for speedrunning. Uh, like I mentioned before, this game basically uh, revolves around getting a high score. And the way to getting a high score is by moving as fast as you possibly can. Uh, that's the only way to get a higher score, of course. So, yeah, this is a perfect game for, for speedrunning. Um, it's a very easy one to pick up because there's, like, no special mechanics or anything or special glitches or tricks that you can do. It's all about uh, precision inputs, precision movement, and making sure that you understand how the hitboxes work in this game, like I said before. Um, it's very cool to look at this speedrun, it, it, it's, yeah, it's very nice, you should definitely look it up. Um, and of course there's two categories for this game, 
First, the any percent, which uses the skips. Currently, the world record for this one, uh, and that was three months ago while recording this, so it's probably four months ago uh, by the time that this gets released. Uh, but it was just gotten by Moly Man, and he has a time of five minutes and 16 seconds. That's like really quick, like even my 10 minutes casual uh, <laughs> does not compare to that uh, but yeah this is a very popular board actually it has 34 uh, runners am I even on this board let me see uh, I don't think so no so I never actually submitted a run but uh, E-Bloody Candy is on here uh, <laughs> 32nd place with 10 minutes and 3 seconds and we got some well-known names like Ariel is on here, Infinite Mystery, Mr. Cap, Dugong, uh, that Infinitum I see here, uh, Sikinar, yeah, so a lot of people have uh, definitely tried this before, and it's fun, it's really fun, it, it's just a really cool speedrun to do. Um, of course, there's also the all-levels one, so that uh, does not use the shortcuts in the game, and the world record for that one is held by Devil Tifa, uh, 7 minutes 47 seconds, so even with the extra stages, it's still a sub-10 game, sub-8 game, really. So if you're interested in picking this up, definitely do so. The only way to learn this is by playing it uh, and seeing where you can cut corners and things like that. Otherwise, uh, there really is not much tech to it. So it's an easy one to pick up, definitely. So yeah, that's all I can talk about when it comes to Bubble Ghost. Um, so... Hope you enjoyed this little episode, very short one. It's been a while since uh, we've been able to do such a very short episode. Uh, and I'm glad that I could uh, do this with my light. And I'm sure that Lex is glad as well that she doesn't have to edit too much. Unless I made 7 million mistakes while recording this. That's of course a possibility. Anyways, if you have any thoughts and suggestions, you can always contact any of us, me, eBloody Candy, or Lex through all of our social medias. Um, for an easy way to find out where you can actually get into contact with us, just visit our website, thisisgameboy.com. You can just click on the link there that will take you to anything that you want, albeit Twitter, Twitch, uh, Discord, uh, YouTube, whatever you want. Um, <clears throat> if you want to support the podcast, you can do that in many ways you can do it just by leaving a rating or a comment or a like or a subscription all those things that are totally free to do uh, on any of our uh, videos or audio tracks wherever you find them um, it just helps getting us better uh, better listings uh, so more people can pick up on this podcast so we can have some more listeners in the future um, if you got some money to spare you could also uh, basically subscribe to us monthly through our patreon uh, we have some tiers there that you can subscribe to starting from one dollar a month and that gives you a few benefits like being able to look at our podcast notes and uh, getting access to some special channels on the discord um, of course you could also just 
for one time give us a donation through PayPal. Um, we have a paypal.me button for that on our website as well. And if you do so, please let us know who you are, uh, if you are in our Discord or something like that. So we can give you the benefits of a Patreon as well, or a Patreon as well. Um, if that is not enough, by this time, there should be merch available. Um, I mentioned this in the Battletoads episode as well coming up. But normally we should have some uh, merch available right now. There should be a banner on our website at the top that links you to our store. Um, and there you can pick up like a t-shirt or a mug or anything else that Lex and EBC want to uh, to sell to you people. Uh, I'm, I'm just making the design or altering the design for a special edition one uh, which will disappear after a limited time uh, but afterwards just our normal logo will be available for eternity basically so yeah that's all she wrote for this episode so like i mentioned earlier next episode that you people will hear uh, but we already recorded will be battletoads the original game boy game uh, together with granon hero uh, so not E-Bloody Kenny. He will not be around for the next episode. Um, I don't know what what are we doing. What's the one with EBC? Oh yeah, Pokonyan. Um, that will be the next one that me and EBC will be together again. Anyways, go play some Bubble Ghost for, uh, for about an hour. I'm sure you will love it or either absolutely hate it. But we, well, me in this case, but uh, we will see you again in our next episode in about two weeks. Bye-bye. Booble Ghost? No. That's that's a total different game. Booble Ghost. <laughs>